Avengers, assemble. In the wake of Endgame, some were lost, others regained. They're good. What happens next? Stay tuned, true believers, as we try to find out. Peter Melnick. Graphic designer, comic book enthusiast, and podcast pontificator. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Upstate New York radio announcer in the Sullivan Catskills with an inordinate amount of catching up in his own comic book universe. Ready? It's time for a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and introducing our very special guest co-host for this topic at hand, we want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them, our social medias. Please do. Aw, you have manners. I like that. Well, first off, go on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Marvelists. Give us a like ski, give us a follow ski, give us a whatever ski on there. Follow us individually on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Melnick. And God knows why, I'm on TikTok at Peter Melnick, but better. You can also find Eddie on one social media platform, and that is Instagram, and it is at... Eddie9193. You can also find us on all sorts of streaming social or streaming platforms. There we go. Not social, but, you know, if you want to be the social life of the party, you can put a podcast on, and everyone will look at you like you're really awkward. And in some cases... Podcast. Well, in some cases, platforms are portable, so why not? And you can put them on your shoes underneath. Get it? Platform shoes? That Thinking joke of a, sucked. Uh, no, that wasn't bad, actually. Uh, I like the stage version myself, but... Well, you can find us on all of those streaming platforms, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, you name it, we're on there. Wrangle that RSS feed? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Jump on it. Genuine pony. I don't care. But you can find us on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, share, ice cream machine, McDonald's, whatever. Finally, you can be able to support this show by going to patreon.com slash The Marvelists. Give us as little a month as $3 to as much a month as eight, and what you'll be able to do is help support the show. But remember, by doing that, you are helping support the show and getting something in return. For $3 a month, we're technically supposed to give you a newsletter, but we've been slacking on that for the last couple of months. So by doing that, the $3 a month, we're thanking you. We appreciate you. We love you. you I like I like the new haircut. looks good on you. You lose weight? Mm-hmm. Why, thank you. <laughs> And without further ado... Well, before we got to still introduce the tier, Eddie. So before we do that, <laughs> Eddie's rubbing his... Uh, Temple. Temp- of the dog. Get it? Get between my eyes. Hunger yeah, strike. that's a great... But... I'm going hungry. I'm going hungry. For $5 a month, you're able to get the Fantastic Voyage, where Eddie and myself talk about the 102-plus annuals run of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's iconic, legendary... First family... Of comics, and we're going to be getting to them eventually in this episode. Them? Well, not the, not the movie about the ants, Eddie. Although, oh. again, speaking of ants, we're going to have a conversation about that too. Three. Mm-hmm. Mania. But <laughs> $5 a month gets you our conversation podcast, The Fantastic Voyage. This month on the program, which drops at the very end of the month. Remember, John, the last Friday of the month. That's my friendly little reminder for you. Last Friday, John. <laughs> Not you, John. The other John, the J-O-N John. Are you okay? He's, yeah. He's breathing in deeply like I do. I just can't see it. <laughs> okay. But, oh, by the way, that, that episode this month is going to be featuring Shane Hagedorn of an Honorable Mention podcast on the Creative Control Podcast Network. 
And for eight dollars a month, like I said, we it's this is a whole work in progress still. We're figuring this out. I'm doing a weird thing with my hands, like a marionette puppet. Although that's I think two or three months on Fantastic Voyage. You're pulling your strings, uh huh. That's Exa- it. Exactly. But it's it, Metallica song reference. Master of Puppets, I'm pulling your strings. And it's an album title too. Yes. Good album. Mm. Although Ride the Lightning's better. But And a movie. <laughs> But for $8 a month, you get the ability to guest co-host this program. and That's if you don't suck, yes. But mm. also, you get to pick the topic. I realize I went dyslexic on that. You get to pick the topic, and if we think you don't... Even better. Yes. You can guest host and be like legendary friend of the show and multi-time check, guest check, co-host. Check, checked up. Jack. <laughs> Jeremy. Bagley. Yes. So, Eddie... On Here. the other end of the tin can string, we are joined with a very special guest co-host that has been wanting to be on this show for a while, and I've been wanting this for a long time. Back when I was doing Audibly Exquisite, this man was supposed to join me on a guest podcast, and he actually coined that name of that podcast. Get out. No, because You're then we welcome. can't record the episode. Oh. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, John Stahl. John Stolly, how are you? I am fabulous. It's good to be here. Long-time listener, first-time co-host, I guess you can say. And really? Call, and caller, because he's you know, calling in. Yeah, John is the guy who, back in 2011, fall of 2011, I was getting heavily into comics. Really heavily into comics. A lot of the comics I was reading were Deadpool books, and I was borrowing them from a library. Yeah, yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Mm-hmm. Yar, mateys. But... We would end up going to our college, SUNY Oswego, where we went to school together, and we ended up discovering the comic shop. And the comic shop is actually going to be getting a plug ski very, very soon in extended format on the SUNY Oswego alumni podcast, where I will be making a very special guest co-host appearance or guest spot. They're calling you special? I'm like, Aren't we you all? are? Well, you know, yeah. But anyway. Each in our own way. John and myself would always go to the comic shop, owned by Arlene Spitzman at the time, and I remember spending my uh, my check that was supposed to go for school books on nothing but comic books, and that was where the addiction started. And yeah, I think that's that, my introduction to comics. Like I've always known known about them, but I think that was. It was a good time to get on with some other company that should not be named. Uh, well, we can name the anyway, distinguished competition. Good, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a good time to jump on with a good amount of stories, so I'll just leave it at that. Well, one of the things that I always bring up to random people when you know I'm talking about my love of comics, that they've been fans for a long time, the remark is, I jumped on DC around the time of the New 52, yourself as well. And yep. some some people, even Kevin Smith included, when I met him uh, last year in Red Bank, he remarked, really? You got in through the New 52? I'm like, yeah, New 52 is what kick-started all of this in a lot of ways, too. Like, Deadpool at the time and that. So it just kept, you know, kept on trucking. And like I said, we... We used to just hang out in our dorm room just BSing and reading comics. And those those are the old days. I miss those days oh so much. <laughs> and oh, the time. It was a good time. And, like, you know, setting up a pull list that I never got to actually go to. And then the comic shop sometimes got upset with me, which I'm sorry, guys. but Why? 
because I didn't know how poll lists worked. Oh, well, they I, shouldn't have gotten upset with you. They should have indoctrinated you into the concept of the poll list, and you would have been better off. I would pull books over at Main Street in Middletown and buy them in uh, Oswego. Oh, well, now that's a little... And it was it was a little bit of a crisis on infinite comic shops. But a lot of that, like I said, was just good times. And one of the things that also kickstarted my love of comics during this time was the Marvel Cinematic Universe, going every every couple of months to go see a Marvel movie. Around this time, we're getting in. Captain America is about to hit theaters. Thor had just exited, I believe. I think that was the summer movie. I think it came out in May, didn't it? The first Thor? Yeah. Mm, Could be. Because Cap was the summer, the end of summer. And then we had the trailer for Avengers. So. But, like I said, that was a very fun time to get into it. And almost 10 years later, next year's going to be 10 years, there's so much more stuff coming. And the point of this episode is we're talking about Disney's Investor Day and the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the whole slate of everything that's coming. Eddie, you watched the video with the Investor's Day announcement with Kevin Feige where Mm -hmm. he's talking about things like it's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And... It really was. And again, I'll use the joke I used on a previous episode. Ah, here comes Moon Knight. Yes, Moon Knight, bitten by an Egyptian god or something or other. This split personality guy fights crime in all white. Coming up next, it's SpongeBob SquarePants coming down 34th Street. Well, see, that's what happened after, I don't know, what, three, I guess, actual trailers that we got, starting with uh, WandaVision. And, I'm, you know, it just it just got and it's not far away. Conden- condensed from, from there. Like, I don't know, they didn't have material, I guess, to show more than just talk about it and who's going to be in it and show some pictures of the stars that are going to be in it. Yeah. Well, this recording date is December 15th. We're a few weeks away from the debut of WandaVision and Eddie. Once a again. month. Yeah. Today, January 15th, which is a Friday. So I'm thinking, yes. And spe- gentlemen, speculation just based upon watching that trailer. What did you think? Oh, I thought you were going to offer <laughs> I something. Said speculation, <laughs> gentlemen. Okay. Hmm, ruminous here, ruminous, ruminous, ruminous. Hmm, hmm. Doctor Loomis. I like what I saw. Definitely a different take. And I hadn't read that little series from when that was out too. But it's, I would say, directly from that. And it's more Vision, twenty fifteen by uh, Tom King. Which it's a, it's a very good, I think, um, a different yeah, outlet. I, it, it's definitely interesting as the trailers have been coming out. And I mean, there has been, I mean, I saw some speculation about certain things, but, you know, after, you know, one of the, not this trailer, but the one before, you know, I think it's a good play on words, you know, because, you know, you think it's supposed to be just Wanda and Vision, but having Wanda Vision, you know, it's it's kind of like, it's like smelling about it, it's like, holy crap, this is like actually... Wanda's vision, not just both of them. It's more like maybe going on whatever's in her head or uh-huh. whatever is going on. But I think what's going to be really interesting is how, um, as we know, how everything's going to play out and wind up in Doctor Strange, Madness, uh, Multiverse Madness, or whatever the hell it is. But, <laughs> no, you're you're there. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. I, I yeah. like I like when there's a title that is a play on words. Which, by the way, today I learned on December fifteenth at thirty two years old that Witchblade is a play on the word Switchblade. 
Okay. Um, did you never think that either? Uh, never gave it a thought, no. John, did you ever Inside think about that? Picard versus oh, and I've been watching a lot of Star Trek again. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to get to that episode. Okay. <laughs> but in regards to WandaVision, I'm stoked for it because, of course, yeah, they're saying that this is going to be tying into Multiverse of Madness, which in turn also ties into Spider-Man 3, Home by 6, or whatever. Although somebody <laughs> suggested that as a title, and there's a reason why. When we get to it, we'll get to it. But, ah, oh, man. Didn't we speculate and say maybe uh, Home for Dinner would be another one? So I'll just quickly di- uh, detour real quick. Everyone's <laughs> talking about how Spider-Man is going to be having all of these different people coming back. Even mar- ourselves will somehow reprise our role as to- uh, Kevin Feige just oh, grabs yeah. through the uh, phone monitors and everything. Just <laughs> grabs us and has us reprise roles. Well, Sinister, I think, is now what you said when you said six. So comes to the mind. reason I say that, Home by Six, the Sinister Six could be a very big turning point or plot point for this story. And we so far have confirmed, apparently, not officially officially, but reported by Variety and The Hollywood Reporter, Alfred Molina will be reprising his iconic role of Dr. Otto Octavius from Spider-Man 2 in 2004. Supposedly, Jamie—well, no, it is confirmed Jamie Foxx is reprising his role of Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which, man, that movie sucked. But (laughs) we are also rumored that— this is one that I don't want to really acknowledge, but maybe, and I really do hope it happens, Willem Friend, Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. might be reprising his role of the Green Goblin. Mm. Then you and I, I personally want to see Paul Giamatti reprise his role of... The Rhino. Yes. <laughs> Come on, PG. <laughs> Although I did see a tweet recently of... Paul Giamatti will be in Spider-Man 3. However, he's reprising his role from the movie Sideways, and I would love to see that movie. Just Spider-Man and Paul Giamatti <laughs> and uh, Thomas Hayden Church drinking wine with uh, that one actress in the movie, too. Oh, from Sideways? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think it'd be great. I was waiting for you to say Sandman. I was waiting for you to say, you fight me now! Oh, no, no, no. They're just drinking wine. Okay. And then all of a sudden, George of the Jungle, Brendan Fraser, pops in because, you know, Thomas Hayden Church did that movie with him and hit him with a lion. Oh, because why not? Exactly. Because why not? And the uh, there was another uh, one that might be reprising their role from... Uh, there was Spider-Man 2, which was Doc Ock. Spider-Man 3 was Venom, but... Eh. Oh, uh, the rumor is Sandman might be coming back as well. Oh, well. So, yeah, again, I saw that one going around, too. I will take, though, the Willem Dafoe and Thomas Hayden Church with a grain of sand. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Man. Yes, he blew away just like he did at the end of 3. That's right. Yes, he sure did. Just wafted away on the breeze. He 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 controlled his molecules so much that he could just go wherever. Yeah. He blew just like the movie did. But I digress. And it was just too much going on. We said that a long (laughs) time ago. Like I said, with... WandaVision. I'm excited for this movie, or this show, although it's technically going to be a movie when you think about it. In the grand scheme of things, it's a movie. And we're all going to be watching the show. Eddie, you're going to remember to log into your Disney Plus account. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) And one of... You you still got to watch Mandalorian, Eddie. Yes, I I know. I I started, I stalled, and I needed to start again, and I wanted to get my wife in on that, too. I snuck into your profile, and I saw the last episode you watched was episode two, and I just went, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Yeah, well. There's so much. And, like, 
are you going to be one of those people that when WandaVision comes out, are you watching it weekly or are you going to be waiting and have it all in one fell swoop to watch? Like have a binge day. Mm, I can't do I, would, I can't do binging. No, I'd like to get it when it starts and yeah. just, you know, that would be, that yeah. would be most excellent. I mean, I did the same thing with Mandalorian. I just watched the last the recent two episodes uh yesterday, so for me, it's kind of hard to keep up, but I'm going to try and do it at least, if not the day of, like maybe the next day or something like that. I try and do it day of myself because just, you know, thing, things get in the way, though. Star Trek marathons for myself get in the way, so I can't really get to watch it. Cyberpunk 2077, just oh so much is going on in the world that I can't watch the show You just in can't time. cancel that again. You just can't. Pretty much, but... You know, there's a late reaction, I'm sorry to say this, but when you said you went into the account and saw that I had, and I'm thinking of the Rockwell song, Somebody's Watching Me. I do it on everybody's account on our shared <gasps> Disney Plus account, and sometimes it makes me laugh to see how many Disney cartoon or Disney uh, teen shows that Josh Rosengrant watches Grant on his profile. Well, yes, he I... was in subject of another conversation that, that, I don't know, came to the tune of $30 or something along the way. I will continue to make fun of him for all of his viewing habits on Disney+. Plus. Mm. Be sure to check him out on the the Sullivan Dramatic Workshop Sullivan podcast. County Dramatic Workshop. That too, yep. whatever that's called. But I guessed it on it, and you did as well, I heard. You you guessed it on it? You just happened to stumble? No, you were a guest, and just I was more, more recently, I believe. Zoinks. So with a lot of WandaVision, I'm excited because this is a very loose adaptation of another storyline. We have the Scarlet and Scarlet Witch and Vision miniseries from the 1980s. Both of them, I think. There's two, right? Definitely two. Yeah. And this one's one... One's a four-parter and one's a 12-parter. Yes, yes. Then we have The Vision by Tom King. I think they're going to be adapting a little bit of uh, James Robinson's Scarlet Witch series. That was, I think, five to ten issues or something. I don't remember quite sure. But finally, the one that some people have speculated, House of M. And if you've read House of M, you know exactly what it's going to be. No more mutants. No more mutants. Mm -hmm. But it's Wanda doing something and messing up everything. So what I'm speculating, and what a lot of other people are speculating with this as well... Is that Wanda is not only doing something, she's doing everything. She's basically screwing up everything, screwing up the timeline, and it's going to affect everything just like House of M did when she forgot to put a comma after the no for No More Mutants. The thinking man's joke. I've been wow. seeing that joke over and over no, on uh, social media more mutants. Wow, I like that. Lionel Hutz, no, more mutants, exclamation point. No, <laughs> money we, down. Should we underline the word more also? Yes. All right. And, well, what? No. <laughs> a lot of people have been speculating, by the way, on the topic of mutants, what is going to happen with the X-Men? And I don't know. Next topic. <laughs> but in regard, honestly, in regards to the X-Men... There's got to be something on its way because we don't know what's really going to happen because they're really keeping it close to the vest. That's the one everyone wants to see happen. Everyone wants the X-Men. You look at the increase in the merchandise. Fig pens just started coming out with a line of X-Men, the animated series pens, where it's, you know, if, you, if you're aware of fig pens, I highly recommend checking them out. They're little uh, figurines slash pens. They're enamel pens with a back on them that you put them up and you can... 
Hi, I'm Star Lord. Hi, I'm Spider Man. Put them in as in. Put them in as in what? They can not stand. They can stand. The, oh, the, the backing of the pen is the like is flat or is like a a stand, a kickstand, or a frame type stand. Mm. Kind of, yeah. An easel, maybe. But like I said, yeah, I'm more inclined with an easel. It's a triangular configuration. Yes. But in regards to the fig pens, they're coming out with all these different kinds, and it's a lot of X-Men, the animated series. I keep coming across Jubilee and Wolverine. I personally want to get Gambit or Cyclops, but I digress. You know, you're on topic. It's okay. And these, a lot of merchandise with the X-Men 92, we're seeing a lot more stuff. Of course, we've seen X-Men, the art and the making of the animated series by friends of the show, Eric and Julia Leewald. Heavy. We've seen uh, just... So many T-shirts. If you go to your local Walmart, they have a X-Men T-shirt available now. It's black and white, Jim Lee-style art. They're coming out with a lot of stuff at Target. They are coming out with these figurines as well. It's like a you connect them together to create this diorama of all of them on top of a destroyed Sentinel. And it's really cool. Except it makes me laugh because all I can think of is back in the uh, mid-2010s, they came out with this game called Disney... Uh, Infinity, and they didn't have any of the X-Men because this was at the height of we don't want to do any X-Men stuff and give Fox money. Oh wait, we own Fox now? Hey, bring out the mutants! <laughs> but with the Disney Infinity figures, someone made fan-made figurines of what the Disney Infinity figures of the X-Men would have looked like. And they all suspiciously look like those fan-made ones. But I digress. Mm-hmm. And with the X-Men, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm very interested to see what could happen. We're getting a lot of X-Men, the movie, merchandise again. We've been seeing a massive amount of pop figurines pertaining to the 20th anniversary of the first movie. We've been seeing a lot of Marvel Legends figures of every single character. So, who knows what's going to happen. We might be seeing the muties in Multiverse of Madness. Or because Sony's going to be like, we want to do this. We're, we're, we're going to take Spider-Man away again. You better include the X-Men somehow. Like, Fine. Here you go. Ruining our plans. <laughs> we love you, Sony. But uh, in regards to other projects that are going on, we have the Loki trailer. Actually, no. The next trailer was uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Not necessarily in that order. Exactly. At Voss FM. Oh, it's got to be very specific. Okay, fine. Yes, it does. <laughs> it certainly does. Inside joke, past. Inside baseball. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. I thought the trailer was fine. It wasn't yeah. anything really mind blowing. I'm starting to see, by the way, merchandise for that coming out now. If uh, you go to your local GameStop or Fye or what have you, they're selling Falcon and the Winter Soldier pop vinyls, and hey. one of the figurines is Baron Zemo. And boy, oh boy, am I excited for that one because it's Baron Zemo with the purple sock on his head. He's <laughs> going to have it in the show. I thought that was, I'm getting the colors. I thought it was more of a yellow and the purple was the majority of his uh, no, pur- costume or whatever. Purple's the mask because I saw, the, the, yes, okay, I saw right. the grimace and I'm like, oh, look. <laughs> but, gentlemen, what do you think about that show happening? I think it's going to be kind of interesting to see how everything plays out, especially with Zemo kind of making a reappearance in the show. Um, I feel like, you know, a while back was maybe it was speculation. I'm not entirely sure. 
was there talking about how really it's uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, they aren't really buddy buddies or something. But the trailer made it seem like they're, you know, they're doing everything together. So it's like... Hang gliding. They, have different, they, have, they, they might have different views on how things should be. So I don't know if maybe um, towards the end of the season or something, they might have a fallout or something, kind of like with maybe another civil war or something like that. I'm not, I, I mean, there's so, there's so much that could go into it, I would say. And when it comes to that, one of the other things I really enjoy about it is that element of what they were like in Civil War with the closing line, I hate you. Just that line is so, it's a That's nice right. callback. Yeah, no, that was that yeah. was very good. I liked, uh, you know, bringing Baron Zemo in there is good is a good move. I think that a significant part of that trailer, though, had you seeing what the Falcon does mostly best, which is flying. And being shot at. And wearing goggles. It was a long sequence in, in that. But uh, I thought it was a really good attention-getting trailer. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end of the things, we have the Loki trailer. And all those letters that keep changing, yes, in, who, in Loki, but that's cool. Who boy, am I, pun mildly intended, Loki excited for this one. And the reveal of one of the actors that was cast in the show is going to be... Wow, Owen Wilson, wow, with a mustache and a suit, wow. I'm, I'm on board with this. I think Tom Hiddleston can do no wrong, much like Daniel Brohl, who's going to be playing Baron Zemo on Falcon and Winter Soldier, can do no wrong. By the way, check out Goodbye Lennon, fantastic movie. But with Loki, this is, again, something that a year ago when it was announced, I didn't care. And now I'm starting to care. And I think that's a great yeah. sign. Uh, well, because at the times we're in, that might have something to do with it also. No, it, it's more of now that we see what this is looking like, oh, crap, this could be really good. And we also got confirmation in regards to other things going on. We are going to be getting She-Hulk, of course, but an actress was cast, and she will be played by Tatiana Maslany. Mm-hmm. So Tatiana... <laughs> Is going to be playing She-Hulk. But with her, they're also talking about how we're going to be seeing the return of friend of the show, Mark Ruffalo, as the Jolly Green Giant, the Incredible, the Immortal, the uh, Rampaging Hulk. And they also said something in there that people really don't get stuff. They don't understand what things mean when they hear them. The following line came from Kevin Feige, and I'm paraphrasing. In a law firm, anyone can show up. Yeah, what that means is not what you guys are thinking. Law firm, who else is someone else in the Marvel Universe that has a law firm? I'm, of course, talking about Hogarth, but I'm also talking about Matt Murdock. Feige. And everyone is jumping the gun and saying, oh my god, this is the confirmation that... Matt Murdock is coming into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's going to be Charlie Cox. Okay. Guys, sit down. Just relax for a second. Put your feet up. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie just had a birthday today. I think 37, 38. FYI. Cool? Sure. Anyway, in regards to that, I know you guys are thinking that's what it means, but... It is not at all. 
what Kevin Feige is referring to, and this is my personal opinion, you can troll me afterwards if you want, but this is what he means. Anyone can show up at the law firm, meaning anyone that wants to be getting legal representation. Howard the Duck has been uh, represented by She-Hulk. Good old Shulky has represented Howard Thuduk. And that's what he means. Anyone can show up. What struck me, though, when he talked about it was a bludgeon. It was terrible. And it was not Nerf or uh, approved either, was the fact that this is going to be a funny series. And I said, oh, wait a minute. Okay. This is going to take a humorous tone overall. All right. But that makes perfect sense because why? You look at the John Byrne run where it's breaking the uh, fourth wall. You look at the Dan Slott run where it's breaking the fourth wall. That's what Shulky is known for. John? Yeah. You were going to say? Oh, uh, all I was going to say is, I don't know if you know the actress very well, but uh, from what I understand is she was coming from the show uh, Orphan Black, and I, I haven't seen it. I've been meaning to watch it, and that has a lot to do with um, she plays like multiple characters. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see if you're saying this is going to go in kind of like a maybe comedic way, so to speak, or like comedic aspects to it. It's going to be interesting to see someone go from something so serious and then kind of play into the whole comedic stuff, so to speak. But I digress. Well, no, on that point, though, and it made me think that I don't know. I'm not sure what to think about the, the premise of it being comedic more than serious because the original She-Hulk run was not funny. Yeah, maybe it was just there. I don't know that it. I don't it was think intentionally funny. Yeah, I don't think it lasted as far as the number of issues as long as the second volume, which may have gone up to about sixty or so. And yeah, it was a lot of puns and cheese and whatever kind of going on there. And I don't know if that made it better. If the fans liked that run better, I you know have Wait, which run the original She-Hulk, run? She-Hulk run the original run from no, nineteen eighty. You know, no one cares about that one. It's the John Byrne run that people care about. Then they really didn't. Uh, they really reacted or re- or took better to to that being more funny. Yeah, because it was actually uh, entertaining. Okay, let's be honest. It mm-hmm. was a much better series, and I've read some of the original She-Hulk run. The only reason you know why the only reason She-Hulk was created, correct, Eddie? They needed a character. What? <laughs> they blood want, transfusion. What? They I, wanted to bring a female Hulk into the Incredible Hulk TV series. And they realized if they do that, they're going to own the rights to that, and Marvel themselves won't make any money. So Stan Lee got behind his typewriter and goes, All right, True Believers, uh, uh, she's green. She's going to be large. Blood transfusion. Banner. Cousin. Banner's cousin. Cousin, that's it. yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, that's, uh. that's the ticket. <laughs> that was really why the character was made. And that's fine, but... That's why the only issue that Stan Lee wrote of that run was the first issue because he's like, well, peace out, true believers. <laughs> so. <laughs> that was the 60s, and man, am I paying for it now. <laughs> I'm going to use phrasing from the 2000s, and I'll create it now. No one will ever know because I'm talking to myself in front of a typewriter. Enough said. You're close to Gilbert Gottfried right now, okay? <laughs> Honey, shut up! That's his wife, Joni. Yes, yeah, that might be more accurate. Mm-hmm. 
All right, honey. I don't want her to hit me with a rolling pin again. <laughs> it really smarts. Bang, zoom, right to the moon. Oh, wait. <laughs> but with this, we're going to be getting, like I said, the She-Hulk series. I, for one, I'm excited. The uh, If you have the ability to, check out the Dan Slot run. There's a lot of really great stuff. One of my favorite moments in the whole series is a, is a panel involving Spider-Man getting interrogated or he's he's at the witness stand and he's going to trial against J. Jonah Jameson and he's in full costume and they go, why do you think Jonah doesn't like you? Well, I'll be honest, uh, Your Honor. I think it's because I'm black. And then you see J. Jonah Jameson go, wait, what? what? No, I don't, no, no. Wow, okay. And it's a very beautifully awkward moment, and I cannot recommend that run enough. Dance Dance a lot gets a lot of grief on the internet from hardcore fanboys, and personally, I don't give a shit because <laughs> I like what I like, and Dance Lots run is what I like. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Also, get off the guy's balls in regards to that Marvel six one six documentary. Really, guess what? He's worked for Marvel. You are not. Oh, I'm going to be that guy. But with the upcoming series. Another series that was announced is the Hawkeye series, and we are going to be seeing... Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, as well as... Kate the, Bishop. The one playing Kate Bishop, Eddie. Who is it going to be? If I know it, I'll tell you. If I don't, yeah, I'd I know. be quiet. <laughs> Mr. Mister... No, it's a girl. Stop it. And we're going to be having Haley Steinfeld, who is actually better known as the lead actress in the Transformers Bumblebee movie, but also another character. She's played another Marvel character before. Yes, you know her. Hmm? Spider-Gwen, Gwen Stacy. That's her. And I have had conversations with friend of the show, Daiko, in regards to it from Twitter. The remark, I don't know how I'm going to feel hearing Gwen's voice come out of Kate. And that's the truth. It is one of those like, oh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And by the way, uh, the, the, by the end of the year, Into the Spider-Verse is leaving Netflix. To go where? I don't know. But if you bought it on DVD or Blu-ray, you're set. And personally, I recommend buying it on DVD and or Blu-ray. But, again, guess who digresses? This guy. Hey. Peter Melnick. As always. (laughs) But in regards to that, we're seeing early pictures of what the characters are going to look like. We're seeing the tracksuit Draculas from the uh, Matt Fraction, David, uh, David Aha run. We are also seeing... Uh, like I said, Kate Bishop, and somebody that shows up in the subway scene that they currently are filming, that, like taking photos of, Lucky the Pizza Dog. And let me tell you guys, I'm really excited for this Hawkeye run. If we end up getting the guy who calls Hawkeye Hawkeye, I cannot wait. <laughs> and personally, I think if, we'll all die laughing when that <laughs> happens. Marvel, yeah. if you're listening out there, and I really, really do hope you are. I recommend casting the guy who is on the roof cooking burgers for everyone in the apartment. I recommend casting Josh Rosengrant for the role because if you've seen him, he's Josh Rosengrant. And if you've seen Josh Rosengrant, he's guy on the roof of the building grilling hot he's dogs. Cooking and, and grilling for you. Mm-hmm. And he would totally call Josh or he would totally call Hawkeye Hawkeye. So, like I said, definitely check out that run when you get the chance. But with the Hawkeye run of the series, who knows what could happen. But I'm hoping maybe they'll incorporate some of the soundtracks that David Aha had put up on Spotify 
as the series was coming out. There's a lot of really good stuff that was in those playlists. A lot of 1960s jazz music. And it would work for this version of the character. It fits perfectly. But the other series that's coming along the pipeline... Is coming along the mountain when it comes. Woo-wee. Wow. It'll be coming around the mountain when it comes. When it comes. <laughs> I'll be rooting, tooting, looting, da 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 Uh We are going to be getting Ms. Marvel. And Ms. Marvel, as they said during the Investor's Day meeting or Investor's Day presentation, is a fairly new character for the Marvel Universe. And for her to be able to show up so soon mm-hmm. is That's pretty right. impressive. Yeah. And... It shows the impact of the character. I, for one, have read a ton of Ms. Marvel, and yeah, we are in for something very special, and I will say it like this. This might be one, this may have the potential to be one of the coolest shows in the Marvel Universe, and what I mean by that is, at least in terms of the soundtrack, taking place in Jersey City, I have a weird feeling we either might get a reference to them, or maybe a little bit of a uh, sampling of the music of Jersey City's WFMU and just a lot of that kind of music, the something like that, you know? There's going to be a lot of really interesting stuff. And it's apparently going to also be tying into Captain Marvel 2 because the actress playing Kamala Khan will be playing herself again in the movie. So, and that actress's name, Iman Vellani. Iman will be playing Ms. Marvel. And I'm having a really hard time pronouncing her name, and I wish I watched the Investor's Day video a little bit more than once. But she's going to do a phenomenal job, and again, they they showed a little bit of the footage. This is something that kind of got me intrigued because obviously we are in COVID times. We're in a period where things really can't be done. A lot of movies and television shows have to be filmed on a reduced sound stage. There has to be fewer people, fewer staff involved. What is this going to do in regards to scenes involving large groups of people? Like, let's say, you know in you know in the Star Wars movies, whenever you see all of the Imperial troopers? Yeah. How are they going to pull that off? CGI? Quite possibly. I don't... With masks underneath the helmets. Oh. I'm talking about, like... When we get a Spider-Man movie, what is the point of New York City? All of the people. How are you going to pull that off? I'm sorry. That's going to be really interesting. Magic. It's going to be. Evidently. Call up that wizard again. It's, and again, they're filming Spider-Man 3 right now, so we don't know. But when I was watching the preview for Ms. Marvel... It was a lot of scenes involving just one or two characters, and that, that's perfectly fine. But after a while, you're going to need scenes with multiple people. How are you going to pull that off? Gentlemen? You're going to piece it together. Yeah? I, I think maybe more than has been done in previous shootings, so to speak. Not in a bad way. They're going to make it happen. I was just very impressed with the whole, not, not so much the length of the, well, the 22 minutes and stuff, but... The way it was laid out, and you, you go with the dates that they're saying, and hopefully they're going to be somewhat okay or on target for that well, I'm talking as about, things get better. I'm, I'm talking about in terms of filming with multiple people in yes, you area. Are. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I digress then, Ooh. so take that. And that. And like it. 
John? Um, I think it's going to be, uh, again, I mean, I don't know too much about the character myself. I got a lot to, to kind of figure everything out. Um, but I think everything that's been being placed is just going to be very, everybody's going to have a, is like geeking out over everything. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's just so much um, to, so much anticipation for everything. So, um uh, I'm interested to check it out, really. And in regards to another show that's going to be coming out for Disney+, Plus, I'd be remiss if we don't talk about Moon Knight. And as of right now, as of this recording, I don't think we actually mentioned it on a previous episode, but Oscar Isaac is currently in negotiations to play the role of Mark Spector, to play the role of Jake Lockie, to play the role of Moon Knight, to play the role of Steve Grant, to play the role of all of those characters. Except Frenchie. Exactly. But all of those characters, and we don't know if it's going to happen, but right now it's looking like Oscar Isaac, Poe Dameron himself, is going to be playing the role of, or and as well as the role of Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid, which, damn, that's, that's a hell of a casting choice. I got to give you that. But apprehensive, because most video game movies really, really suck. <laughs> And in regards to a lot of that, it's it's a very interesting thing. You know, we, we could be getting our first peek at a street vigilante in the form of Hawkeye. We don't know. But I, for one, am excited. Now, due to unforeseen circumstances, our guest co-host John fell into the phantom zone, or the negative zone. Had to go. So. Leave it at that. Yes. Now, in regards to other things that are going to be happening in regards to the future of the Marvel Universe, they debuted the newest look at... What if? And I'm excited so, about that. I'm, I'm looking at it as no, that, it's unrolled. That it's, is what I'm talking about. That, cool. Good timing. And timing. Are you actually watching the video again? Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> Without the audio, just some pictures and stuff. But in, regar- nice. in regards to it, we're seeing footage such as... Uh, Bucky fighting against Marvel zombies, which did not see that one coming. I didn't see it either. We're going to be seeing Star-Lord if he was Black Panther T'Challa. Okay. And as far as I can tell, that is the voice acting of Chadwick Boseman. And Chadwick's final role in the Marvel Universe Mm. will be for What If. And they did say that as an homage to to him that they will not uh, recast that that character. Correct. They ended up announcing that Marvel's Black Panther 2 is on the horizon. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting because we don't know what's going to happen next with who could take the mantle of Black Panther because the actress who plays Shuri left Twitter this past month because she went on a transphobic, anti-vax diatribe. Uh Oh, okay. So, yeah. But here's part of the What If trailer, which is an animated (laughs) form. I'm seeing a shield with the British flag in the center of it, and I guess it's... Haley Atwell is reprising the role of Agent Carter. And, again, hyped, very hyped, because she did a phenomenal job in the role, and, again, I I still, you know, get the goosies. I still uh, well up a little bit in the eyeballs. When I think about my boy Steve getting his last dance. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's a good full circle thing. And I do see yeah. now and that about Bucky. And a shield. Yeah, yeah, and I do see the part where you said the, the Marvel zombie. 
with uh, the Winter Soldier. And it's kind of funny because it's, if I'm correct, this is the first time Robert Kirkman's work is getting referenced in the Marvel Universe because Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead, Mm -hmm. was also the creator of Marvel Zombies because Marvel Mm -hmm. wanted to strike while the iron was hot at the time and did a zombie-based series. And And this next one that that Kevin is introducing is our martial arts master. Shang-Chi, which... Now never heard it pro- pronounced, I guess. That's the proper way. I Shang-Chi. Never, ever have I heard or been corrected as to how that's pronounced. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi is going to fight Magneto. Or she, Shang-Chi. Shang- no, no, it's it's just different. Okay, I'm fine. excited. That's going to be, again, one of those movies that I am very low-key excited about. <laughs> Mischief. Although, to be completely honest, Eternals... Wait, I'm you not could, up to that yet. Well, okay. you, you couldn't pay me to give a shit about that movie. It's my... <laughs> and oh, sure. Let's go back and talk about Jack. Yes. And his work. But in regards to uh, Shang-Chi and Eternals, it's two movies that, it's funny, one I'm excited for, one I don't care about. Well, they did say, Kevin did say, Feige, that they were breaking new ground and going in a different direction with Eternals. So, you know. Shang-Chi is going to be the first street vigilante in terms of the main movies, and I'm kind of excited about that. And if we get that, awesome, because that's a character that should have shown up in the uh, Defender series as well, in my opinion. He should have been involved. It well, was... then you'd have two martial arts people, and what if no, you have Shang-Chi three. fought Iron Fist? You have three. I... Okay. Because you have Lady Girlfriend from... Uh... Iron Fist, Thundering Dumbass. Okay. The Thundering Dumbass's uh, girlfriend. She cool. Yeah, I, she, I, she she's cool. Like yeah, her. yeah. But, um, oh, boy. <laughs> yes. Veronica Mars, yes. Ver- <laughs> but in regards to that, I'm definitely excited to see what they could pull off with this. There are elements where, again, I know so many people that are gung-ho about Eternals. Like, they are beyond stoked for it. And a lot of hardcore old-school comic fans... I know, are starting to realize, oh, it's not going to be that. They're looking at Eternals thinking it's going to be a straight-up adaptation of the Jack Kirby run. And don't get me wrong, hail to the king, I love the king, Mm -hmm. but you look at that run versus what is going to be the real adaptation from the Neil Gaiman 2006 John Romita Jr. run. I love Kirby. But if I have to take one that is more commercial and much more interesting, appealing, I will yes, appealing mm-hmm. especially. Yep, I will go with the Neil Gaiman one because also Neil Gaiman is worth much more for the mainstream viewer. And again, that's going to be a controversial hot take. I don't mm-hmm. care, mm-hmm. but more people know Neil Gaiman in recent years because of series such as American Gods, because of uh, Good Omens and series such as that. And yes, I realize Jack Kirby is responsible for Captain America and the entire Marvel Universe, but in terms of the average movie-going person or person going watching television or streaming programs, they know the work of Neil Gaiman. They may not know him by name, but they know his work. Mm-hmm. The look, yeah. And especially because Sandman is going to begin Netflix series very soon. So, yeah. I had uh, Alex Ross pop into my head thinking of Eternals artwork. Maybe it was... Some thing that he did as well, or am I thinking of yeah, the he probably uh, did. Uh, Earth X, uh, something like that as sure. well? Yeah, 
But in regards to a lot of that, it's it's very intriguing to see what direction they're going to go with. But it is going to be the Neil Gaiman run. And I've been reading, I've read a little bit of the uh, Jack Kirby run. Eh. It's what we had at the time. It was the seventies. Sure I was. I believe it was the um, almost almost mid seventies. But I but I do I do like it. I love it visually. I think it's phenomenal stuff from that. But from a mm-hmm. writing standpoint, eh. But sub note back to She Hulk. Good that they uh, good move to have Mark Ruffalo make an appearance. I agree. I think again, or you know, come in periodically. Let's say it's one of those things where you want to have the character show up because it has that sense of connectivity to everything yep. because that is what the Netflix series were vastly missing in regards to that series of the Netflix ones in regards to the Netflix series there was a lot of references to the Marvel Cinematic Universe the problem is none of the characters ever showed up nor did they get acknowledged in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and that's a shame because that was a pretty damn good interpretation of all of those characters. And sometimes it makes me feel like the Star Wars continuity, the, the quote-unquote legends, where, yeah, you could read uh, Heir to the Empire and the whole Thrawn trilogy. I kind of don't want to because mm. it doesn't mean anything anymore. When it comes to finishing off the rest of the uh, Netflix series and everything. Secret Invasion. No, I'm talking about the Netflix. Series. Oh, I'm looking at the rest of the trailer. Ironheart. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go at the pace we're going at. But in regards to the Netflix series, I just don't care to finish it anymore. And yes, I've heard uh, Daredevil season three is phenomenal. I'll probably watch that, but I kind of don't care enough to finish Jessica Jones seasons two and three. I don't care to finish Punisher season one or two. Don't care really to finish Luke Cage season two and Iron Fist season two. But whatever. Woof. Okay. But in regards to, you know, these, the fact they're referencing them, the fact they're bringing some of these actors and actresses onto the big screen alongside them, that's cool. I think the idea of bringing the actress who plays Ms. Marvel and putting her up there with Captain Marvel is neat. It's a neat idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, man, oh, man, I cannot wait for the angry fanboys on the Internet to whine, bitch, and moan about that one. Just <laughs> By the way, today is the third anniversary of The Last Jedi and the whining of petulant man-children has not ceased. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. Get over yourselves. Mm-hmm. Or because we're rated PG-13, get the fuck over yourselves. Please. But, again, guess who's digressing? That would be you. Mm-hmm. But, and I like how I pointed to myself when I did that. I, again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in regards to a lot of that, it's funny because we're also going to be getting more, we're going to be getting miniseries on this. It's going to be like, you know, one and done miniseries. We're getting an Armor Wars miniseries starring Don Cheadle adapting kind of the Armor Wars story from the 1980s by David Michelini. If I remember correctly, I think it's him that wrote that or uh, Bob Layton, one of those guys. But we're getting that and I'll be honest, it's smart to do that because where were we going to go with with Rhodey? Like, really, mm-hmm. where where would we go with the character? And I, I do find this interesting, by the way. Have you noticed there's been no Avengers announcements? Well, yeah. I kind of like that. Because now it's going to make that moment when they all team up again that much more important. Plus, it's probably, I'm guessing, the next thing that would come in, let's say, 2023 or four. 
because that's about as far, that is 23 as far as what they've announced on the way. And they also acknowledged something. You know, we had mentioned Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, how they're going to be doing Black Panther 2. I had a conversation with friend of the show, Jeremy Bagley, and he was one of those people that I completely understand where he's coming from. He says they should recast the character. And I agree, in a way. It's 50-50. Because in regards to that, you want to keep the character of T'Challa going. You want to keep seeing him on the big screen. The problem is, you have this guy who was going around doing make-a-wish meetings, doing this, doing that, being a real-life superhero, all while battling cancer on his own. Mm. And that is such a commendable, commendable, admirable thing to do. And at the same time, I feel maybe retire the character for a bit. I'm one of those people. But, whatever. It's not going to happen. We're still getting Black Panther 2. And if that's the case, I wouldn't mind seeing the actor who played M'Baku play the role of the Black Panther. Why not? Something. Something cool. Do something different. But, in regards to that, I had had a conversation with another friend in regards to this, and she made the comment bring the character because now there are these kids children of color that go to comic book shops go to toy stores and they see Black Panther merchandise they see Black Panther comic books they have someone to look up to and it kind of sucks for them because that's been taken away from them because they saw someone to look up to and now that's gone and in a way yeah they should have recasted the character and I've had conversations with people where they make the remark, it's what Chadwick would have wanted. We don't know what Chadwick would have wanted. We're not going to put words in his mouth. We can't do that. That's not fair. Talk to his family. Would that have been something he would have wanted? Realistically, probably. I'm saying probably because that gives you the credence of, well, they're not saying it really, but they're also saying it. It's an in-between. It's like a purgatory of opinion. But in regards to that, I'm fine with whatever they do. And Black Panther 2 is a movie I definitely want to see. I want to see what Ryan Coogler can do with this upcoming movie because we don't know what's going to happen. Then we have also the other miniseries that's going to be happening, Secret Invasion. It's been speculated this entire time. It's coming to Disney Plus as a miniseries starring Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, Good pick. Oh, my God. <laughs> Very good pick. Man, I, I'm i shocked that they picked Nick Fury to be the focal point of a Secret Invasion storyline, but it makes perfect sense considering Captain Marvel and all of that going on. And, again, now because it's a miniseries, we're getting more parts to it, we get more Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury in a leading role. That's cool to me. I cannot wait to see that. And... Again, it's one of these things. We don't have anything yet really pertaining to a long-form thing to build interest with these characters. The longest we've built interest with these characters is through their many movie appearances over time, over about 11, 12 years. Whereas, again, I will bring it up, you look at Miles Morales and Spider-Man on PS4 and 5. You look at 
the Netflix series. You look at Legion on FX. You build a bond and a connection with these characters over an extended period of time. People that are hardcore Captain America fans now, with the character of Chris Evans playing the role, which, by the way, now he's going to be Buzz Lightyear. Okay. But with that, you didn't really see the hardcore Chris Evans Captain America fans until maybe around the time of Civil War. Maybe around the time of Avengers 2. Because now they adapted to that character. They clung to them. Compare that to by the end of Season 1 of Daredevil... There were a lot of Charlie Cox stands out there. So, yeah. I think that's the thing about it. It's going to be we're getting more of a relationship with these characters. And I'm excited about that for characters like Moon Knight to potentially show up on the big screen. Uh, Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, She-Hulk, all of these characters coming to the big screen because now we're going to get more time invested with them. Because we, some of these characters will never get a movie of their own. We will never see a Wanda and Vision movie. We will never see that. Would you, Eddie? Would you go to see a, a Vision movie? Be honest. I don't. I don't see why I wouldn't go. Really, you because w- it's the latest big thing that we know that Marvel has come out with all these over these many years, and they've been. I, you know, I've been much kinder than you in many cases to <laughs> reviewing and rating and all that stuff. So yeah, I would go to the theater. Be given everything being. Equal and normal and stuff like that. Hey, it's a new Marvel movie. Let's go. But in the beginning of a phase, would you go? Would you? Would the average movie-going person want to go to a Vision or Scarlet Witch movie? I don't think so. Like that—that's doesn't really have much name value, you know. But it doesn't mean that the regular movie-going audience doesn't know who they are. Right. I would say it's not many people still know who they are. Like, I think the WandaVision series is going to be the one that gets them more into people's minds, gets them there because... Well, that's the job of the trailer. Well, the other thing is this. How many appearances have those two characters really made in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? You have Vision showing up in Age of Ultron. You have Wanda showing up in Age of Ultron. Then you have them in Civil War... You have them... I think their next appearance was Infinity War, wasn't it? Sure. Yeah. Endgame. Yep. Four appearances. hmm And yet, in a way, we still don't know these characters all the way through. Well, And that's why the series is going to help. Yes. No, right. no question about that. Sure. It so maybe it can be uh, leading to, yes, a movie that's spotlighting one or both of them. And the other thing about it that kind of gets me a little bit concerned is the reliance on Disney Plus for getting the people that when they go see these movies, they're going to see them on the big screen. Not everyone is going to be that heavily invested in this. It is one of those things where, like, are you going to watch every single series to get everything? The hardcores will, and it will be like a moment of what should have been, like watching, you know, Infinity War and seeing the Defenders, you know, messing up Hell's Kitchen fighting the uh, Chitauri or whatever it was in that movie. <laughs> and it would have been like one or two fans in the audience going, oh my God, you guys! You guys! It's Matt Murdock! And Foggy! Nelson. But you're going to see all of these characters and it's going to be that element of let's see what we can do. But then again, look at The Mandalorian. 
where you have Grogu, Baby Yoda, a popular figure in pop culture. Everyone knows the character. You go to Five Below, you see plenty of merchandise. You go to Dollar Tree, you see plenty of merchandise. You go to Walmart, you got Baby Yoda's up the wazoo. And that's not the character's original name. No. But you've got all of this stuff. So maybe I'm, I'm probably wrong, realistically. You look at it, it's one of those, we don't know what's going to happen until it happens. I do think that Disney Plus is going to have a certifiable hit on their hands in terms of viewership with these series. Because more people are going to be watching them. More people are going to be checking them out. Although, I'm a little bit curious because everyone's free membership for Disney Plus had ended this past uh, couple of months ago. Where if you had Verizon or if you had another cell phone provider and you had a data plan, they gave you Disney Plus for free. They did that after I paid the full year. But... Timing. Yeah, oh boy, Eddie, you should have seen it. Timing. Mm -hmm. But in regards to that... I like the fact that all of these things are happening. We're getting all of these movies. We're getting all of these miniseries. And Disney's doing something else with these. They're still gunning for a theatrical release for all of these. These are their tentpole movies where they want to make money. They want to make money in the international markets. They want to make money in the United States domestic as much as humanly possible. And that's smart. That's what they're supposed to do. Speaking of gunning... The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. What a way to get me off of my rant, huh? Well, or continue. But that, I thought I'm that when I first excited. Yeah, well, when I first heard or saw something about that, I was mistaken, thinking it was actually going to be for this holiday season, but not at no. least a year from now, or more. And per Kevin Feige, they're going to be filming this stuff during Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Did he call it Volume Three or Number Three? If anything, volume. Okay, because I, I, I like that they're keeping volumes in there. Yes. But in regards to this, it's going to be taking place during that time, like I said. and I am Groot. They're doing, yeah, doing an I am Groot animated series, I believe. Mm -hmm. They've got a lot of stuff that they're keeping busy with those characters. I'm glad they're continuing this stuff because otherwise we wouldn't be seeing this. Who knows? They're scheduled to see. I know you say a lot of times and it was true. We're getting, we're getting, but we are scheduled to get yeah. is more accurate, I think. And in regards to that Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, if you're aware of it, if you're that much of a geek, you know the Star Wars holiday special. One of the absolute worst things I've ever seen in my life to the point where I've never finished watching it. I've attempted to watch it every single year since 2011 and tap out by the B. Arthur song number. Hmm. I'm curious to see where they're going with this and what they will do. Personally, if they're doing a mixtape for this, I would love to see them find a way to incorporate Jefferson Starship, who was in the original Star Wars holiday special. James Gunn, please find a way to include that. And since we're also going, you know, if we're doing a mild homage to the Star Wars holiday special, how great would it be if noted B. Arthur superfan Wade Wilson made an appearance? I'd be excited. <laughs> Have Deadpool slinging drinks in the cantina, serving all the gleep glops. Why not? I want to see it. And I know all of you at home, too, would, because let's be honest— Deadpool is long overdue for making an appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I agree. Putting that soundtrack together would be, you know, awesome. Like, it's worked before, so 
don't mess with it. It'll be, it'll definitely be seventies and eighties Christmas songs. I know for a fact we'll probably hear "Wonderful Christmas Time." You already got Sir Paul McCartney roped into this. Okay. I, it's it's a staple, but it's also the fact of it's a classic seventies Christmas song. It makes sense, doesn't it? So is "Merry Christmas, Darling" from the Carpenters. So there. See, if I had to take the two, that or Wonderful Christmas Time, I would go with yours. <laughs> because that's not something I would have expected. I like that. And that uh, would make perfect sense. Well, what did Johnny Blaze listen to in the first Ghost Rider movie? I don't know. I tried and, you know, sponge that from my memory. Carpenters. Good, thank you. good for them. Mm-hmm. But in regards to this, what else, what else do we have in regards to the upcoming film slate and Disney Plus slate of the investor meeting. It's a heck of a lot of stuff that's yeah. in there. So um, I think we got everything, didn't we? Pretty much. Um, it ended with oh, the first family. How could we okay. not know? I'll be honest. That announcement, I genuinely got goosebumps, and as a clammy, fan, sweaty hands, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. That was the moment where I'm just like, "Holy shit! It's actually happening! Mm-hmm. It's finally happening!" Mm-hmm. And by the way, also. Kevin teased another character before we get to the Fantastic Four, Blade. Blade, thank you, yes. Mm-hmm. That Blade is in the works. We don't know what it's going to be. We don't know if it's going to be a movie or if it's going to be a series. It's Mahershala Ali. It's got to be a movie. They've got to do something. Personally, I still think Blade has to make his first appearance in Doctor Strange. It's perfect. Because everyone's going on in regards to Doctor Strange and Spider-Man 3 with the whole multiverse element and Sam Raimi being involved. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Let them do their thing. But with the Fantastic Four, I have never been more excited for a Marvel movie in a very long time. And I don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who's going to be in it. We don't know when it's coming out, but we do know. We've seen a new Four logo. And actually, the Fantastic Four Twitter page has been finally taken over from the previous account where it was all pertaining to uh, Fan Four Stick. Fan Four Stick. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, like, it's looking at like a uh, haunted burial ground because <laughs> you see all these old tweets referencing that movie. And now it's like brand new start, guys. Uh oh, don't 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 pay attention to that old stuff. But in regards to this, I'm certainly excited to see what they can do, who they could involve, because some people were even suggesting we might not even get the original lineup. We might get She Hulk showing up as a member of that, because that would be the perfect spot to bring her in. If you were going to do that, go that route, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, ha- you have to have a heavy in the group. And I'm sorry, I love Shulky. But the heart and soul of the Fantastic Four is the ever-loving blue-eyed thing. You gotta have him in there. You just have to. Doing otherwise wouldn't make sense because how else is he going to turn into that orange rock monster? Cosmic rays? Yes, that's it. Okay. But any other way, you can't do it. You can, but I don't want you to do it like that. I want, <laughs> I want you to be like, all right, Reed, I'm going to show up and I'm going to clobber them in the moon. <laughs> what if 
he truly did stay back in time and became Blackbeard. What if Peter did good impressions? That's a great what if as well. Well, that'll still have to remain to be seen or heard, and that's quite enough. BGs again. But in regards to a lot of this, I'm... Excited, yes, for Fantastic I'm, Four. I'm on the hype train. And to the point where we... So we've been doing our Patreon show at patreon.com slash themarvelists for Fantastic Voyage. I've actually been reading up on the uh, Stan and Jack run again and actually writing down notes as I'm doing them. I'm currently up to what would be our March episode. It is currently December. So take there. care for what you will. There you this go. is how excited I am for the future so of the Marvel. Peter movie. is long-windedly pre-reading and ahead of yeah. the rest of us. So so there. And it's it's any Of course excuse. we're reading the run. We need to read the run so we can review effectively yeah, and like I cohesively said, and coherently. I'm, we're not going to be recording that March episode till maybe January or mid-January. Oh, okay. That's the thing about it. Okay. Ah, clobbering time. Yeah. Thank you. But in regards to that there's so much that they can do with this and so many different storylines they can pull off. And I find it very funny that the director of this movie is going to be John Watts, the director of Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home, going off and doing a Marvel movie in regards to the Fantastic Four. And if you remember, Dan Slott went off of working on Spider-Man and went over to the Fantastic Four. See, there's a pattern. I just don't know what it is. It's very pretty. It's very nice. It's very blue and white. Floral. No. No? Blue and white. Plaid, checkerboard, stop it. But we've we've got some very interesting things coming down the pipeline in regards to the Marvel universe and I think this is going to be our last episode of the year, I would imagine. Oh yeah, Probably, I think so. I think so. We've got the holidays coming up, you know. And you can listen to the uh back catalog, although you will get Fantastic Voyage for the month of December on the final Friday, John. Friday. Last Friday of the month of December, John. Last Friday. Is it really? That's our Christmas gift to you. So, John, you (laughs) schedule that (laughs) on Friday for Friday. Twelve twenty-five. No, that's how much it is. No, it's it's a gift. How could it cost anyway? But yeah. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, the future of Marvel, there's a lot of stuff going on. And just a mini little uh, side note, Eddie, where would you want to go with this in regards to the future of the Marvel Universe? What do you want to see next? Like, a, a, What would be one of the series you'd like to see, and what would be a movie you would like to see? Series? See, it's hard to break it down in terms of, of that now, because it's a new concept for me as far as a series goes. I think what we maybe touched on but didn't quite mention though to back up is the next uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, Quantumania and that's Ooh, where oh yes we did forget that Qu- uh, Kang I think is supposed to be in that one and everyone is returning we're also by the way we did not mention in the Doctor Strange series America Chavez is going to be showing up in that as well in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and America Chavez is a character that originated in the Ultimates line of comics and it will, the Ultimate series so, yeah. Kind of cool. So, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yeah, we got that. We didn't, got, didn't have the title I, that I, you and uh, Charles had thought about on that episode. I, I thought we were going to talk Man, a little bit more about that. But that's supposed to bring back, I think, all the original 
all the characters that we've seen in the previous two movies. Correct. And we're also going to be getting a grown-up Cassie Lang. Yes, right. Exactly. But with this, yeah, there's there's going to be, again, just so much stuff. And then you look at that day in regards to Disney stuff, 15 projects. You look at Star Wars. They had 10 as well. Mm-hmm. We're going to be busy for the next couple of years, aren't we? Well, I don't know about a series or a spinoff or anything like that, but I just tried to think about who the characters are that are coming out with what we saw in this Betzer's preview well, and so coming on. out, Star-Lord is bisexual now and polyamorous, oh, per man, the comics. Oh, man, it's Shevitz. Okay, that with Hawkeye, you had in the comic books at least the character of Mockingbird. Mock. Yeah. Ing. Yeah. Want to hear the most annoying noise? <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Don't finish it. Just... Bird, yeah. There we go. I was, I was referencing them. You just well. totally both. dropped off the segment there and went to I something did. else. So, yeah, <laughs> See, Mockingbird. I don't Eddie know is, if that would be another one to... Eddie, uh, Eddie is very particular with things, and sometimes... <laughs> it shows. It's fun. And, yeah, I think uh, Mock. How about... No, Eddie, you have to do it. <laughs> well, I tried, but, you know... You tried to say Another goodbye, character... But... Another character maybe to bring in, and perhaps I th- can only think of one way, it's, it's through Spider-Man, is the character of uh, White Tiger. Yeah, why not? Whether it be male or female, I'm not sure. You could go either, I suppose, on that just uh, jumping in point. Sure. So you you touch on another, what, ethnicity, and get another um, you know dimension in there, if that's the right word, but... My my thing is, in regards to what they could do, I would like to see another stab at some of the characters from the Defenders. I think seeing a proper film version or a TV version of Iron Fist would work. I thought Iron Fist Season 1 was a fine show. It wasn't the greatest thing ever. It was cheese. But it was a fun time. It was fun cheese. It's like string cheese. Yeah, only fun. Well, string cheese is fun. Cheese. fun. Like you string got... cheese is fun. Yes, it is. Don't you dare ever besmirch the name of string cheese in it's always front of me. fun until somebody gets hurt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Eddie. Peter. The best but, uh, kind of string cheese is the one where it's like the, the orange cheese and the white cheese, and it's braided together. It's the mutts. Oh, it's yes. the best. I think Defenders would be a good progression into a, into a into film. Into string cheese? Well, you never know. You can make string cheese figure Defenders. That sounds disgusting. Mm-hmm. That's playing Def- with your food. Defending your calcium needs. String cheese Defenders. And in regards to, you know, maybe a movie... I still want to see a proper Silver Surfer movie Ugh. because we had Rise of, and that was you know featuring him as. Eh. <laughs> he was he was more gray than silver, I guess, right? He was more shitty than good. Now, now. But with all that, who knows what we could see? There's oh so much, and again, like there's so many different things that we can still talk about with this. But we're all rambling here. When we get to Guardians 3 or the next Avengers, let's have Adam. You know, in Well, that, he was supposed to be. but Well, it's, that would be another progression, I think. So him originally before Warlock. Yeah. You know. Yeah, sure. And then we could find a, a Pip, a Pip the Troll. There is no way Pip the Troll will ever happen in the Marvel Universe. There is no way. Well. It, it's like trying to take Howard the Duck and make him into a serious character. Ah, uh, okay. It, well, there's no way it'll ever happen. 
it would be cool to see. It would be like a neat little, you know, trip uh, tribute to the uh, hardcore fans. Well, if there There's was a no framed way. picture of him and Adam was reminiscing about somebody that he used to work with and, you know, just a just what there in a, ca- in a cameo Greg. memory or something like that. Yeah. G- good old Greg. It's <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the future of Marvel, looking pretty bright. Just COVID sucks. <laughs> so. We'll get there. We were around that corner. Lordy, do I hope. Mm-hmm. But I've done enough uh, rambling with the palaver. Save so. the money for the movie tickets because it ain't going to be cheap. That's why you get AMC A-List. I'm just saying. And you pay one monthly fee, and you can see multiple movies a week. Mm-hmm. And it costs the price of a ticket and a half. Yeah. Your mileage may vary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still works. Anyway, for The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior!